0: Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash livemore to access a very special offer. They are giving my listeners five fantastic travel packs and one year supply of vitamin D free of charge with your first order. See your details at athleticgreens.com forward slash livemore. Today's clip is from episode 189 of the podcast with Stephen Kotler, a human performance expert. In this clip, Stephen explains the link between the flow states and happiness, and he gives some great tips to help you access flow, avoid burnout, and feel and perform at your best.
1: We now know that the people who score the highest for overall life satisfaction, meaning, purpose, well-being, these are the people with the most flow in their lives. Flow is technically defined as an optimal state of consciousness where we perform our best and we feel our best. Everybody is hardwired to get into flow and flow as optimal performance is a significant amplification of a a host of skills. On the cognitive side, you see motivation, grit, productivity, uh, learning rates, all aspects of creative problem solving empathy, environmental awareness, all of these things significantly increase in some studies, like up to 500% above baseline. More specifically, flow refers to any of those moments of rapt attention, total absorption. You get so focused on the task at hand, so focused on what you're doing, that everything else just seems to disappear. Action awareness are going to start to merge. Your sense of self, your sense of self-consciousness, even bodily awareness, are going to fade. They're going to diminish. Time is going to dilate, which is a fancy way of saying it passes strangely. Occasionally, it'll slow down. More frequently, it speeds up, and five hours will go by in like five seconds. And throughout, all aspects of performance, both mental and physical, tend to go through the roof.
0: What you offer people with your wisdom with your research is relevant to each and every single one of us I think if you ask anyone we'd all say yeah actually I would like to perform at my best just to make it super practical for people flow right we're clearly from what you're what you're saying and from what the research shows we want to access flow more often it will have multiple benefits in our life
1: you want more flow in your life? How do you do it? Flow states have triggers, preconditions that lead to more flow. And the easy way to understand that is flow follows focus. It only shows up on the right here, right now. Now there are 22 known triggers. There's probably way more, but there's 22. The most important one, what's often called the golden rule of flow, is known as the challenge skills balance. Yeah. The idea here is, We pay the most attention to the task and to what we're doing when the challenge of that task slightly exceeds our skills, right? So you want to stretch but not snap. We hit that sweet spot when you're a little bit outside your comfort zone.
0: So I've I've been thinking a lot about flow and happiness recently. And and you just mentioned that the people who access flow the most have the highest scores on life satisfaction questionnaires, i.e., by certain definitions they would be regarded as happier people and and it's so that's actually wrong but it's worth teasing apart because it's cool
1: what positive psychologists talk about now predominantly um and this is a lot of martin seligman has worked on this cup a lot of people have contributed to these ideas um there are three levels of happiness that are available to human beings. Level one happiness. How do you feel hedonically right here, right now, in this moment? And what we've learned about that level is because of nature and nurture, there isn't a whole lot you can do on that level. You can, as Dan Harris pointed out, probably get about 10 percent happier but because of something called emotional set points by the time we're 10 11 or 12 we have a low point and a high point and our whole life is going to take place pretty much in between now we now know that those can move a little bit which is why you can make yourself about 10 percent happier and you know you want to do that gratitude mindfulness regular exercise, if you really want to nail it, do regular exercise in the outdoors, you know, so that's level one of happiness. That's what's that's what we know. What's level two, this is literally, they call it engagement or enjoyment. But what does that mean? It's a high flow lifestyle. And this means that you just have regular access to flow. This could be flow at work, there are tons of high flow jobs, coding, is a very high flow job. My job, writing, being any kind of a creative, um, being an architect, on and on, being a doctor, all these are very high flow jobs. Um, Or I live in Tahoe, it's a, a mountain area, the bunch of dudes around me who like, they work construction jobs all summer so they can ski all winter or they were constructing jobs all winter, so they can mountain bike or fish all summer. You know, take your pick. Those are high flow activities. So this is the second level of happiness available to all of us, right? You can get 10% happier on the first level, but on the second level, if you figure out a way to live in which to get regular access to flow, now you've skipped up a level. Now you're getting into life satisfaction and actual well-being, right? Highest, the best we get to feel, What the research pretty much shows is it's a high flow lifestyle and the things that are producing flow, make the world a better place for other people. If you have a high flow lifestyle or you have a high flow lifestyle that's tied to purpose, the higher two levels you are that by definition. You are making good use of the challenge skills balance. You're pushing on your skills to the utmost again and again and again and again, which means most of your daily experience is uncomfortable. It's not pleasant. What is pleasant is the unbelievable satisfaction of a job well done again and again and again Right and little victory after like we like that more, but on a moment by moment experience, flow actually a high flow lifestyle may actually make you a little less happy in the moment because you're always pushing so hard.
0: Yeah, no, I love that, and I mean one of the things when we talk about happiness, or a lot of people talk about it, they're just talking about level one. They're talking about more. Hedonistic experiences, more experiences that in the moment make us feel good. Oh, I'm happy because I've just done this thing that makes me feel good. Whereas I I don't really feel that that's the the that you know, level two and level three as you describe it, I feel although it's still called happiness, it's very different, isn't it? It's it's much beyond that just hedonistic pleasure. And I think that's really what people are craving.
1: Fleeting versus enduring, right? Is really yeah, exactly right, is is really the difference. For almost 30 years, I would ask almost everybody I met, the people who had accomplished amazing things, you know, to tell me about the stuff in their life that they're proudest of, that has led to the most life satisfaction and well-being, that has led to enduring peak performance, meaning like it was an experience where they trained up so many skills that everything is different afterwards. Not once in 30 years of asking people this question, did anybody ever tell me about a time they sort of got lucky and something was just given to them, right? Like those are not the things you hear about. You hear about the things that took 10 years of really hard work. That's what people talk about over and over and over again. That's the stuff that we're proud of. That's the stuff that, and I think that's the same for almost everybody. We know what I mean. We, we yeah. look inside a little bit and we think, "Well, what am I proud of? What made the biggest difference in my life?" It's never the time we got lucky because you can't trust that. The problem is luck, while cool and phenomenal, you it doesn't. There's no guaranteed luck or whatever that is is going to happen again, right? And the human brain likes patterns. It likes safety and security and patterns that can be repeated over and over and over yeah. again. Um, that's one of the things that really makes us happy. And luck doesn't fit that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it sort of fits with this thing that we intuitively know that anything worthwhile in our life usually has had an element of struggle to it. You've had to work hard, you got to a, you hit a roadblock along the way, you got frustrated, you had to overcome it, because actually, that's what makes it worthwhile when you get to that endpoint. Burnout is super common. I'm certainly coming across it more and more in my work. Uh, and when I sort of talk for companies, I'm seeing it everywhere. Burnout
1: is so costly. Any kind of kind of stress and anxiety is costly. But burnout is so exceptionally costly to performance will set you back so far um, that you just you have to stay ahead of that curve. We found that if you have sort of a regular active recovery protocol in place, meaning like you don't finish work and drink a beer and watch television. You finish work and do go for a long walk in nature or take an Epsom salt bath or restorative yoga or, you know, be smart about it. So there's a recovery and regular access to flow. Those two things um, and you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night. We have discovered it's very hard to burn out. Flow is when we feel most alive and right? It's really hard to get through hard days, hard times without that feeling. Now, for burnout, regular access to what we call your primary flow activity. Primary flow activity is that thing that you've done all your life. It could be skiing, surfing, snowboarding, rock climbing, dancing to hip hop, dancing, salsa, playing chess, walking your dog, whatever it is. Everybody's got a primary flow activity. And you want to double down on that um, in times of stress.
0: Primary flow activity, you gave some great examples. Could this be for someone a 30-minute walk in nature? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you yeah. Know, By the way, the most
1: common flow states on Earth are reading. You always know reading flow is... So it doesn't happen. It usually happens when you're reading something that's a little bit intellectually challenging and makes you think. So when your brain starts pinballing from idea to idea to idea, like you're totally engrossed, and then suddenly you have that insight, and it leads, right? That's reading flow, very common. So, yeah, this could be whatever works for you, um, and it could vary from week to week or season to season or month. You know what I mean? Some months it could be you're learning to cook and being in the kitchen is the most flowy thing you could possibly do. And some months it's playing with your kids. And so, you know, what I like there's lots of activities here that that work. Yeah.
0: Just to finish off, Stephen, I always love to leave the listeners with some simple tips to enhance the quality of their lives.
1: Double down on your primary flow activity right seven eight hours of sleep a night hydration nutrition regular access to social support um tune your nervous system right the the research shows there's three ways to to keep your nervous system in check to perform at your best you can do a five minute gratitude practice you can do an 11 minute breath work mindfulness practice you can do 20 to 40 minutes of exercise exercise until it's quiet upstairs right ten though all three of those things Help you regulate your nervous system because the challenge skills balance right too much anxiety blocks flow so helping to flush the anxiety out of your system on a regular basis really really matters make the world a better place for other people you want to take the focus off yourself put it on other people put it on animals put it on plants um put it on the ecosystem as a whole but you want to make the world a better place And if you can get flow while making the world a better place, that seems to be the best we get to feel
0: on this planet. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the original full conversation with my guest. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my bite-sized Friday email. It's called the Friday Five And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity. Articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it free of charge at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday Five.